0: Welcome to Take 10 with Pastor Don. I'm Don McGarvey, pastor of the Troy Mills Christian Church in Troy Mills, Iowa. Have you ever encountered a time or circumstances that you simply didn't know what to do? Perhaps it was in your workplace, maybe at home, maybe a family situation came up that you've never faced before and you don't know what to do. Maybe in your workplace, you're dealing with circumstances or an employee or employer that uh, are just doing things, behaving in such a manner, and you just don't know how to respond to them or how to move forward. You know, we live in a world that is constantly changing. We're often confronted with situations that we've never encountered before things that weren't covered in the employee handbook or covered in a constitution and bylaws or not a, a situation we got in a parenting class or a premarital class. Um, but we're at a point where we need to do something but, because we just can't ignore what's happening. One of my favorite stories in the Old Testament is somewhat like this. Plus, it gives us some good advice for what to do when we don't know what to do. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, the king of Judah, the southern kingdom, was a man named Jehoshaphat, and he was a godly king. One morning, I kind of like to imagine that he was enjoying a peaceful breakfast, maybe a second cup of coffee. I don't even know if they drank coffee then or not. But while he's in this state of mind, his advisors come in and they say, "Uh, King, we got a problem. The Moabites and the Ammonites, Ammonites, I'm sorry, and along with some of the Meunites are coming against Jehoshaphat and coming against us. They're lined up at the border and they're ready to attack. Now we learn later in this chapter that the king was stumped. It doesn't come out for a few verses yet. He didn't know what to do. So the first thing he did was still, was pretty smart. He called for a fast. He asked for everybody in the kingdom to fast and to pray for the circumstances that they were facing. But then if you go down to verse 12 of chapter 20, we're in the middle of this prayer, and Jehoshaphat, the king, is the one praying. And I think he prays one of the most honest and the most powerful prayers ever prayed. Listen to this section of it. For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. Have you ever felt powerless? Helpless? And then he goes on to say, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Now he could have also said, not only are our eyes on you, but our ears are open, open and we need you to tell us what to do. Now the cool part of the story is that God spoke. I've said before that God is always willing to speak to us. The question is not is God willing to speak to us but is He willing, are we willing to hear what He has to say? God's always willing to answer our prayers but we also must be obedient to do what He tells us to do. We pray and we listen And then we do. Now, God is patient, and he's slow to anger, and he's long-suffering with us. But there's a price to pay when we continually ignore his words. There's a point, and some people may not agree with me, but there's a point where God just won't respond to us when we haven't obeyed word one that he's given to us. We've ignored him, we've ignored his word, we've ignored fellowship, we've ignored trying to grow in the Lord, and we've trusted in our own selves, um, and we just don't listen to what God has to say. Now I'm not sure where that point is, and to be honest, I don't want to find out. But God will only tolerate our disobedience for so long. There's a line, there's a limit to God's grace. And that line is far out there, but it's there. But this time, Jehoshaphat prayed. All of Judah prayed with him. And God answered. Matter of fact, God spoke through a prophet named Jehaziel. And God gave a plan for what to do in this situation where it was pretty serious. The armies of these three nations were lined up and ready to separate their heads from the rest of their bodies. So God gave them a plan. Here was God's plan. It was interesting. They were to go into battle singing (laughs) and giving God praise because his love endures forever. So, What Jehoshaphat did was that before he sent the army in, he sent the choir in. Now, I've heard some choirs in my lifetime that I feel like were in battle (laughs) or could have gone and fought a battle and maybe won. But this time the words were, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And Joshua and the people obeyed. And God caused the enemy to become confused. The Moabites and the Ammonites and the Munites got sidetracked with another battle but ultimately turned on each other and destroyed their own armies. And Jehoshaphat and the army of Judah didn't even have to fight. They just obeyed and sang. So when we don't know what to do, it's smart to pray and ask God what he would like for us to do. Now, I was thinking about this, and I remembered a, a, a couple of times when Israel didn't pray. They relied upon their own understanding, and they suffered great loss. Right after the battle of Jericho in the book of Joshua, the armies of Israel moved to the next city that they was on um, agenda to attack. It was the city of Ai, the problem was that after the battle of Jericho, they were so full of themselves and so confident that, 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 that all, they didn't even pray. They, they didn't ask God what his plans were. And ultimately, if you keep reading, it also cost 36 men their lives. If they had prayed, God would have revealed the sin of Achan and those men would have lived. Now, if you keep going in the book of Joshua, There's another example of what happens when we don't ask God about his plans. In chapter 9, there's a group of people a nation called the Gibeonites. They show up. Now, they were actually close neighbors to uh, Israel, but they portrayed themselves as having come from a great distance to establish a peace treaty with Israel. God told Israel that they were supposed to wipe out all of the inhabitants of the Promised Land. They were evil. They were wicked, and Israel was God's judgment upon them. But the Gibeonites showed up. They had moldy bread. Their clothes were all worn out, and their sandals were just about to fall apart, and um, their wineskins were cracked and leaking. And they convinced Joshua and the leaders of Israel that they had come from a great distance away to establish a peace treaty. And a big mistake, I find myself when I read through uh, Joshua chapter 9, and I've read it through, I don't remember how many times, like many of you, I find myself saying, Joshua, don't believe him. Don't believe him. Ask God what he thinks. You're going to suffer because of this. Well, they didn't pray. They didn't ask God about it. They trusted their own wisdom And they were duped and became victims of the Gibeonite charade. Now, when we don't know what to do, it's just a smart thing to ask God. Swallow your pride. Admit that you don't know what to do admit that God's plans are always better and that's the other thing too that always intrigues me is that very often we try to formulate our own little plans and then we beg God to bless our plans instead of saying God what would you have me to do because his plan already comes blessed his plan is far exceeding uh, above and beyond our plans because he knows tomorrow and the day after and the day after that. And he has a plan that he put together for our lives, for our families, for our churches, for our businesses. He put these plans together before the beginnings of the world. His plan will always be better. And it's not that you and I aren't smart or that we haven't learned a thing or two along the way. But there will be nothing more important for us to learn than no matter what happens, we need to pray and ask God what he wants us to do. When we ask God, when we listen, and when we obey, we're going to see the hand of God work to bring about a victory. Now Solomon gave us uh, some warnings about this kind of stuff, and I think uh Some of us need to really listen, okay? Especially those of us who have been around the block a time or two. Maybe it's not your first child. Maybe it's not your first job transition. Maybe it's not your first church to pastor. Maybe it's not the first board meeting or anything like that. You've done enough of them in your lifetime that you think you know what to do. And you know what? In most cases, you probably do know what to do. But there's always going to be something that comes along that... You just don't know what to do. And when you don't know what to do, the best thing to do is to stop and just say, God, my eyes are on you, my ears are open, I'm listening, and I want to hear what your plans are. Well, three times, I'm only going to read two of them because one's a repetition, but three times in the book of Proverbs, Solomon warns us about these things. In chapter 3, verse 5, he says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not. Let me say that again. Lean not on your own understanding. Our understanding is just not enough for these things that are changing all the time. Our understanding may have been good for yesterday, but it's not enough for tomorrow. And then in Proverbs 14 and verse 12, he says, There's a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. Those 36 men in Joshua's army experienced that. So when we come into situations, whether we are experienced or rookies or whatever we might be, it'd just be a smart thing for us to just stop and say, God, what's your plan? I know what we did last time. I know what we did last year. But this is today. It's not yesterday. It's a new day. And I want to hear what you have for me. There's great benefit in praying, in asking God what his plans are, and then obeying his plans. May we never forget the dangers of putting trust in our own understanding. Well, that's it for our time today. Thanks for joining us. If you would be so kind, please hit the subscribe button on the platform you're listening on. And if you're comfortable with doing so, please tell your friends about us. Thank you, and God bless you. Thanks again for joining us.